part of the conversations that happen around my kitchen table. He's John Brannion and he's been a stand-up comic for more than 30 years. She's Amanda McKinney and she's been my daughter for her whole life. Our family believes laughter is a gift from God. We often discover it while discussing culture, faith, and family. So go ahead and pull up a chair, neighbor. Can I call you Carl? There's plenty of room here for you. Uh, you know, I you know what I could wait, go wait. for right now, Luke? Wait, 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 wait. What's that? I can't hear what? you guys. You can't hear us? Not at all. Well, who cares? Do you know what I could go for right now, Luke, is a cigar. Yeah? Yeah. I got you. Hey, would it be all right? You want a cigar, Peach? Um, I think I got enough of the secondhand smoke. Thanks. But the, thanks for offering. The two minutes you allowed me in the house. <laughs> Listen, I told Dad after you walked out, just so we know, just so Carl knows and all of the neighbors. Mm-hmm. The only reason you brought it in the kitchen in the first place was to hear me throw you out, right? Is that why? Isn't that why? Be honest. Be honest. There's witnesses. Be honest. <laughs> He's trying to find a funny way. He's trying way. to figure out another way to say it. He's trying to find a funny way to deny it. may have played a part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could have left it in the garage. He knew. But this but is an exciting time. He knew he walked in. This is an exciting time for me because my... Insurance survey asked me if I've smoked a cigar or, or any tobacco use in the last six months, and I just took it. So that means I have six months <laughs> that I can enjoy cigars before I have to stop and not lie. In all preparation night. for the next insurance questionnaire. Yes. Yes. So I have to tell Emery and Silas. This is what it's come if to. If you smoke half the year, my this, insurance thinks you're a non-smoker. This is what it has come down to, where we are, uh, where we have to rationale or we have to put our cigar smoking on the calendar in order to abide by the arbitrary <laughs> I look to it even though i only do like three a year it's like okay this is my window right well and and even though it's three a year and there are some people who would who would just say no because they would go no i'm not a tobacco user three cigars a year is not a but you're uh, you're a person of That's integrity. That's not what the question is. Right. The question is, have you smoked right. any tobacco products in the last six no, months? No, I'm saying he's a person of integrity. And yeah. so he answers the question accurately, whereas other people would fudge those. They, they would reframe the question. Mm-hmm. What's, um, what's the spirit of the question? Right. Yeah, I used to wrestle with that. Right. So, um, but the point is that the insurance doesn't ask you where you smoked the cigar. And so if if necessary, we can change no. the question to have you smoked a cigar near in the your kitchen. wife, yeah. <laughs> in your wife's vicinity. Because here's the thing. And she she doesn't even have a six-month moratorium on it where she's That's like, true. it's okay to do it. It's like all the time you're yeah. not allowed to smoke. It just stinks. That's all. It's not even for his health. Like, I don't care if he wants to give himself cancer. I just don't want to have to smell it. Well, stinkiness is... In the nose of the beholder. Stinkiness is also a very important thing for our family. It's Specifically not, the women in our the family. The women, yeah, the men. I don't know. How, how's your sense of smell? Not that great. Not great? No. See, now, I could smell a cigar, but I, I don't smell stuff. Like, oh, your mom will come in and go, what is, what stinks? I'm right. like, I don't, I don't know. I don't smell anything. Right. It's, it's a sensitivity. Like, we can, we can detect when there's something rotting three rooms away right well and she'll say did you fart and i'm like 
Not like within the last half hour. I know which kids <laughs> did it. She's like, oh man, you can tell which kid yeah, by the by the smell. Or Luke, I can tell which <laughs> member of the family is the culprit. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And like he did it. Wow, that's love. He did that Isn't, when he was pumping yes. gas the other day, and then climbed back in the car because it was cold outside. And brought it with him, and we uh-huh. <laughs> he smelled it too. We were looking at each other, and I just made the face, and he just looked sheepish. <laughs> It was so bad. And you know what you should have done? Lit a cigar. <laughs> At the gas station. That's uh-huh. a good idea. Oh, it's so bad. Smoke but the point is, and this is what I told the kids after Luke went back outside, after he took his cigar and went outside, <laughs> I said, just so you know, kids, your daddy wanted me to tell him to go to the garage. He would have been a little bit disappointed if I hadn't noticed. If you hadn't pitched a micro fit. Yeah. Yeah. If I hadn't noticed that he stunk because the reason he brought it in was to hear me, for the pleasure of hearing me say, that stinks. Get Why it is out it of here? here. Yeah. 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 There's something. You, you each played a role. That's what we told the children <laughs> after you went out to the garage. So this is what a marriage looks like. This is what a partnership looks like. Each, your mother and your father are each playing a vital role in this partnership. Yep. Well, I said. Her nose said yuck, but her heart said that is a masculine man. <laughs> I did. That's not the case. <laughs> She doesn't even know what her own heart says. I said That's his sad. role his role is to figure out the things <laughs> that mommy's gonna hate and my role is to hate them. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> my role is to hate the things that he, that he expects knew. me to hate. Right, that he my knew role is to kill the joy where it is. <laughs> As soon as it springs up, you would make the argument that you no. were the the joy killer. You were the what? one who was like, you know what? She's not gonna lie. No, I would I would make the argument that the joy is alive and thriving <laughs> because both of you are playing the role that you're supposed to play. You're not real. Your joy wasn't really killed. It was enhanced when she said, "Get that stinky cigar out of my kitchen." That was like delightful to you. That's that was fair. music to your ears. That's yep. fair. Yep, I can yeah. still smell it though. I'm not joking. <laughs> when you get three a year, you make the most of each one. Uh-huh. When you only get three a year, you gotta yeah. get. It's not even worth doing if she's not around. When you've got only three a year, so you better climb right into the bedroom in the bed <laughs> with with a the lit cigar, cigar between yep. your butt cheeks. In Fort Wayne, in Fort Wayne, we had a tiny little house, and he was in the bedroom in our bed smoking a cigar. And I was like, "Please no, please no!" And so he takes it out on the porch, which is directly in front of our bedroom window. Yeah. <laughs> With the window cracked open, he continues to smoke. And I was like, you literally moved on the other side of this wall. <laughs> with an opening. With the window open. Yeah. It didn't yeah. do any good. And the wind was blowing into the bedroom. We were I'm still sorting out boundaries at it's that point. so bad. Yeah. It stinks. I just don't like them. No. I've tried. I tried. Uh, I desperately tried <laughs> really? to like cigars. Really? Yeah, I just don't. They just, I just they don't care good. for them. That's all. I don't think they smell good. I don't have a good. I don't have a problem with other people smoking cigars. I just personally it, he doesn't don't like think it. they smell good. It's no. very much like a fart pipes, because nobody thinks a fart smells, smells good. good, but he still good, will good do pipes. it. Depends, <laughs> depends. Some of the farts are are more tolerable than others, <laughs> right? Okay. Right? I mean, you can't just make the blanket statement that every that that all farts are equal. This is not where I wanted to go on the <laughs> okay. podcast. Well, then don't go there. Okay. Where, where did you want to go? Uh, well, I wanted to talk about uh, the statement 
if I had any respect for your opinion, it would be my opinion. And how much throughout the, it's not the first time I've ever made that statement, but every time I post that on social media, I get in trouble by, by people who don't understand what I'm saying. Or maybe they do understand what I'm saying mm-hmm. and they just disagree with it. No, I think it's that one. You think they do understand what I I'm saying and they disagree? There are occasions when people don't understand. I think the majority of the angriest and most vitriolic responses come when they actually do understand what you're saying. And, and why would why shocking. would they be why would they be vitriolic about it if they truly understand it? Because they they're the same, aren't they? Uh, like if what? they really understood what I was saying, why would it make them mad? Because, because it's just a, it's a true statement. Right. It's that old saying that people weren't upset that the world was round. They were just upset it wasn't flat. And so people, people aren't angry that you don't respect comments that are Wrong. opinions that you don't share. Mm-hmm. They just are upset. They're upset because you didn't that use I the word respect it. the way that they expect you to. The way that they usually use the word respect. Well, I was thinking about this after. And part of it was because of the exchange that you had with a friend of ours, a back and forth that went on much longer than I expected it to. Mm. And I I, knew it would be pretty long. I thought, what if we slotted the word uh, equation for for, uh, opinion? What if we said, if I had any respect for your equation, it would be my equation. So two plus two (sighs) equals seven. I don't respect that because it's incorrect. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? But people wouldn't get mad about that, would they? I think even just the word thought. I think even if you just change... An opinion is basically just a thought. It's a particular kind of thought. It's if a I had any thought. respect for your thought, it would be my no, thought. No. You think that would hit less hard? Well, not thoughts generically, but like if you said, if I had, if I had any respect for each or for all of your thoughts, they would be all of my thoughts too, or something like that. Because you said, I don't, if I had any respect for your opinion then it would be my opinion. Right. So we do not have to respect something that we patently disagree with. And I think we understand that thoughts can have a wide range of, like, truths and also falsehoods. Like, sometimes people think they're fat when they're actually underweight. Or sometimes people think that they shouldn't have a limb that they were born with because they feel like they should have been... <clears throat> it seems like you're going way, way outside of where maybe, where we started. Maybe if you say feelings. Maybe if you said, if I felt the same way about all of the things that you feel. But the word respect is what the is what right. people trip over. If I had any respect for your feelings, they would be my feelings. The, we're, the word respect is what gives people a heart attack. Yep. Yep. That's it reminds true. me of every time I see two people arguing, each side seems to think that if the other side were just a little more open-minded... Right. They would then understand. But no, both sides are so close-minded and stuck in their own opinions. That's a good point. People, it, you would see it my way if you were just more open-minded. Yeah. And you're, the reason that you don't agree with me is because you're close-minded. Right. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. But it's, it's respect. And it is a misunderstanding or just a, not a misunderstanding, just, just a wrong understanding about, about what it means to respect something. And people are, the words respect and tolerance and everything are all mixed together now in our culture. It's all mixed together in this conversation so that none of the words, they all get conflated. So so respect, love, um, tolerance, patience, um, 
acceptance, inclusion, all of those words are all mixed together into a big meaningless ball. Right. And so if you use any of those words, people apply the de- or they apply all the other words to it. And so you say, right. so, so when I say, if I had any respect for your opinion, it would be my opinion. People construe that as if I loved you at all, then I would have respect. And so they, they mix right. all of those I words together. I think that's part of it. I also would take it one step further because I think respect is one of the words in that sentence that people just don't have a real great grasp on and i also think they haven't thought about what it is they are respecting when they are respecting a human being who's made in the image of god so for example we should always have respect for humanity in its like sacred position as like the crown of creation and god's you know that's all of mankind yeah right all of all of persons all, all humanity right everybody is endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights and whatnot like we should we should respect the fact that people are important regardless of their individual opinions about like things. literally regardless of any of their individual opinion like right they can they can have opinions that are wicked and violent and they need to be put in jail for their safety and the safety of others but we still have to respect the fact that they humanity. are humans right. i think people hold two simultaneous thoughts one is that nobody knows anything and two is that all of the things they do know and believe are valid uh yeah that's and it's just you you can't have both of those right. thoughts. But they do. Time. They yeah. you know, every other post is expressing one right. of those two things. Well, but yeah. that's what I I'm think saying. it depends on who you're talking to. If you're talking to believers, they tend to be more along the lines of uh, you need to respect everybody's opinion. That 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 generally comes from from the believer side and the non-believer side the pagans are the ones who go well nobody really knows anything for sure right and so those two worldviews right. clash right online. but you had you had pushback from both non-believers and believers yes and i think the issue there was that both the believers and non-believers also struggled with the word opinion so they, they struggle with respect and they also struggle with the word opinion because it's never occurred to them that when they're telling somebody let's just agree to disagree or let's not fight over this. Or this is not worth losing a friend over. Or whatever. And some other, some other, like, you know, phrase that basically means I still think you're wrong, but we should be friends anyway. Right. Um, when they're doing that, they're not respecting the other person's opinion. Right. It's they're still, not they're still the expressing their own opinion and point of view right. on what we should do moving forward. Right. It's not having a respect for another person's opinion when you just say. I don't know what to think of this. You could be right or I could be right. That's having no opinion yet. That's still bouncing back and forth in indecision. But when you finally do have an impasse because your opinion and the other person's opinion are completely irreconcilable. They're both very strong. They can't be true at the same time. (laughs) They cannot both be true. When that happens, you don't respect the opinion. What's actually happening is to continue having a relationship with that person with whom you strongly disagree, you respect the individual who's created in God's image, despite the fact that you have no respect for the for opinion opinions. itself. Right. And so so what was happening was some, some Christians were making the argument that, well, Paul says that there are things we shouldn't fight about. Correct. And I agree. I would agree with that too. Why? Because we share that opinion. Because we share that opinion <laughs> and we have respect for the we other person Paul. because they're made in the image of God. We, and we respect, respect Paul. what Paul wrote in 1 right. Corinthians and we, we agree. We both respect Paul's opinion and right. share it. 
And so there are certain hierarchies of opinions. Like just because you think that chocolate ice cream is better than strawberry ice cream doesn't mean that I have to hate you. It just means that I don't respect the opinion about chocolate ice cream. Well, and most people, when you take it, when you're simplify it like that, everybody will go along with it. Oh yeah, you don't have to like chocolate ice cream. I can like strawberry ice cream. But for some reason then, when you go to anything else, then right. they then they lose their minds. Well, it's their like mind- they completely forget what they just agreed about with ice cream, and so that's the that's the part that's interesting to me is that there are certain things that people will all go, oh yeah, well, this isn't a matter whether or not we drink coffee. You know, I don't have to fight with you about that. But then you get to this subject of alcohol, and all of a sudden now, no, we have to we have to nail this down. One of us is wrong, and one of us is right, and uh, we have to. So was it that it your out. statement? was so open that it allowed just anybody to be triggered by it because it had to do with any opinion because you weren't specific at all. No, I think the reason it was triggering, I mean, it could be, but I think the reason that it was triggering is because it sounds arrogant. Well, yeah, it sounds like I'm always right. And, uh, and if you disagree with me, it sounds, it, it sounds like I was saying, if you saying, disagree with me, you're always wrong. What That's what it sounds like. What you're like. saying is you have such an open mind that if you bring along a respectful opinion, you'll you'll accept it. Right, but you know me well enough to know. You know that's how I think, right. and so you could read into that. But a lot of people who don't know me as well are, are going to go, well, that guy, just he thinks he's always right, and if anybody doesn't agree with him, he just dismisses them. Right, and that's why I was trying to say the misunderstanding there is with the word opinion and with actually questioning what it means to respect another person's opinion. It's shorthand in our culture for just, I won't fight with you. Right. That's, that's all that means. Well, and it's it's... You always talk about being careless with the words, but it's right. careless. It you careless. say, well, I respect that opinion. No, well, you no, don't. you don't. Right. It's no, not you don't. true. It if sounds you, nice. If you respected it, you would agree with it. And uh, and that's all I'm saying. I feel like with such a short statement, you ha- you're, you have to give the person the benefit of the doubt. Otherwise, it does sound arrogant. And so when you have people who already don't like you and they hear that. There are a few I mean, of those. it's just... It's just open season then at that point. Right. right. Well, so the people who are people I'm who are itching for something to fight with are they're going to find something to I'm fight frustrated cuz I think I did a good job. Like I think I did a good job even before anyone else jumped into the conversation. I knew where it was going to go. You knew what was going to happen. So a lot of times Mandy's the first one to comment and she'll say, "Here's what John was trying to say." <laughs> no, I don't say it like that. <laughs> she I doesn't usually... say it like that. But that's what she does. A lot she'll of times... take my little statement and she'll expand it to cover all of the possible It's not so times... much it's not so much here's what John was trying to say. It's here's what's going on in your mind as you read it. Right. And here's why you're wrong. Well, no, sometimes I'll even ask, I'll even add a comment that's like me arguing with him. Like I'll be like, "Here's why John's totally wrong about this." Here's you know, why John's but a I'm jerk. being satirical or sarcastic because I've heard it so much. I've heard the complaints and the arguments so much that I know where where they're going to go. And so I just said, "People confuse respect for the person with respect for the opinion." I can respect the fact that you have another opinion right. in the sense that I acknowledge your opinion and I won't send the police after you to change it. But I don't respect the actual opinion itself when I've intentionally refused to adopt it because the opinion is stupid. Right. Like if I've made the choice that I'm not going to share the opinion, then I can't be respectful of it. I can't respect a thing that I think is wrong what i can do is decide that there's something more correct than fighting right like i can decide that it's actually more important for me to respect 
uh, peace, you know, in a certain situation. Like maybe it's not something that we need to, to go fisticuffs about. But that's a different opinion now. Now we've moved from the opinions about chocolate right. cake to the opinions about right. how people we, should get along. And, <laughs> and that was not what I said. That, that, the, it, right. Yeah, that was, like you said, we, we've taken a different track now. So uh, there, was a, there was a story that just popped up on my news feed today. South Carolina students' uh, parents sue over Pledge of Allegiance controversy at school. Hmm. And... Uh, so what happened was basically, it's a ninth grade kid. Uh, their daughter was allegedly accosted for not saying the Pledge of Allegiance while she's walking to class instead of stopping to recite it. Uh, the, apparently, there is something in the South Carolina schools that uh, you're, when the Pledge of Allegiance is spoken, I guess they do it during the morning ritual or something like that, you're supposed to stop and recite it <clears throat> or observe a moment of silence. And uh, somewhere in here, it says uh, South Carolina legislature passed a law over 30 years ago requiring schools in the state to play the Pledge of Allegiance at a certain time each day. Also prohibits punishment for students who refuse to cite the pledge given um, they are not being disruptive. So basically... It prohibits. Right. You can't accost somebody for not saying it. You cannot, Accost is a strong word, though. Accost somebody. What actually well, happened. Well, from what it, it, it's the the story's a little sketchy, um, but apparently there was a student that saw this, or a teacher saw the student walking along and pushed her up against a wall <laughs> because she wasn't reciting the Pledge of Allegiance. Confronted her, uh -huh. um, and so the student then went to the principal, and uh, the teacher was, I guess, reprimanded, but it, it doesn't say. Uh, it's completely and utterly disrespected. This is a student. No one has apologized. No one has acknowledged my hurt. The fact that the school is defending that kind of behavior is unimaginable. Okay, so my I've got a couple of thoughts here. That uh, the first one is the one that went immediately to my mind is see this is why you should homeschool your children. You know, if you're like the fact that the school is defending this kind of behavior is unimaginable. It's like what. Well, you know, welcome to reality. Mm -hmm. This is what goes on in school. It's all sorts of tyranny and oppression. And if you don't like it, you should pull your kids out of there rather than expecting the school to suddenly straighten up and start being fair. Right. Uh, but th the other thing that occurred to me as I was thinking about uh, differing opinions and how we try to, and, and, and what a terrible job we do of accommodating each other's mm -hmm. um opinions and how we shouldn't necessarily accommodate somebody else's opinion um, on something like saying the Pledge of Allegiance, for example. If I don't think that I want to say the Pledge of Allegiance, if I don't want to stand with my hand over my heart and recite the Pledge of Allegiance, um, you can have a, uh, you can feel differently about that. You can even think that I'm a jerk. You can even think I'm an unpatriotic, ungrateful, uh, low-life fool, you know, for doing those things. But if you're going to respect me as a person, you should just let me go. I mean, I'm not hurting you right. by not reciting the pledge. Right. I'm not hurting you by being disrespectful to the flag. I'm not hurting you by being a unpatriotic you know, whatever, walking down the walking down the hall, ignoring the Pledge of Allegiance, 
should not be a personal affront to you or your patriotism or how you feel about America. Right. Um, by the same token, if there is a policy that this is what students do when the pledge is said, then then a person who wants to be integrated into that particular group needs to respect those rules, right? You shouldn't, you shouldn't be part of a, you shouldn't go into school thinking, I am, I am my own person. I'm going to go into this school and I'm going to do what I want when I want to do it. And if they, if they tell me otherwise, well, then we're going to sue them. So what we have is two people. We, we have two parties. We've got the teacher and we've got the student who, neither one of whom is happy with the other person's opinion. And so they're trying to enforce theirs on those other, on those people. I don't know that it just comes down to, I'm actually kind of impressed with that law for having the caveat that <clears throat> prohibits, you know, action against students who don't want to participate. Mm -hmm. um, and you're going to have those students. Same thing with every time you have a dress code. I mean, it's students are going to, going to push it. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm more on the side that the the teachers in the wrong on that one. Unless she was going down the hall banging a drum, so others couldn't hear. Sure, sure. Okay, but the reason that you're able to make any of those calls on the matter, the reason you're able to assess it and judge rightness or wrongness in any direction, is because you have an understanding of authority and justice. You have an understanding of what laws are and more or less who's supposed to follow them in in which context. And the culture at large has none of that anymore. For a long, 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 long time, the only real resources or tools they have to try to figure out good and bad and right and wrong is who's the loudest, who's the most aggressive, you know, and basically who can talk the longest and just like outlast the other, you know, their opponent by just continuing to hammer, you know, their rights, their rights, their rights. Um, because, yeah, there are situations in which a student would say, well, I'm, uh, the authority is being abused. You know, this teacher's being, this teacher's not even following the school policies. Right, you know? a teacher shouldn't throw a student up against the wall for not right. saying the prejudice. That's abusive, you know, and, and right. that may even be the case. But, I mean, who wrote the school policies? Right. If we live in a deconstructing culture, a society that questions all the rules, it's very simple to go, okay, well, I don't follow that policy, or I don't agree with that dress That's code. not my truth. That's not something that I happen to think is true in my own life. Mm -hmm. And so then where do you go? Well, now you've got you've got everybody floating out in basically outer space with no foundation. Well, but no that's foundation. not what they do. Now they go to the principal, and, they, and then they go to the court. And right. so they start suing people. Right. And if they don't get the response that they want in the lower courts, they'll take it up higher and higher and higher until eventually it hits the Supreme Court. Right. And as far as Americans are concerned, like once the nine justices in the Supreme Court make some kind of a declaration, I mean, that's as good as having it written in the Bible because it's... It used to be. It's moral, you know? And right. then, yeah, that but also the, but gets... But this will probably never go before the Supreme Court, probably. I don't know. And so, probably not. But what we have is a is I agree with you. We have a culture that is incapable of working out any problems themselves. Right. Like why in the world could you not? And again, I'm not advocating that we throw students up against the wall. I don't know what happened. I, I you know the word accosted, like you pointed out, Luke, is that has some meaning behind it. And so if you were, we we don't know any of the details. 
but how could you not? I, I, I think about the number of grievances that I had when I was in school and how my parents, we worked it out. 99% of the time, if I came home with a grievance or something happened at school, that's where it ended. I would tell my parents what it what, what it was, and they would be, all right, that probably shouldn't have happened, and it was the end of it. There, there was never any time, never, where we went back and had a conversation with administration. We never, we never had to go back and consult with a higher authority, and we never went to court over right. things. But, like, my point is, why are they bothering to do that either? Everybody knows if they don't get the judgment they want from the judge, they're just going to keep, They'll go find another. But they don't one. know that. They don't know that. They're, they <sighs> they have been taught that you go, you sue people, you go and and you take legal action, and, right? And you get justice, right? But nobody is prepared to be wrong. Like nobody is prepared to actually submit to whatever the r- ruling is or the verdict. Like I have never ever met a single person. It's like when the kids come to me and they have some kind of a dispute or disagreement, and like. I finally, and in most cases, go, actually, you're both wrong. And here's why you need to mind your own business and you need to stop trying to get people mad on purpose. You know, like whatever. I have some judgment or some ruling and everybody's unhappy and nobody feels like they got what they wanted. Like, it, that's been... I, yeah. nobody every, every time there's an announcement of a big court case, like it ultimately doesn't matter because it's going to end up with either ruling in an appeals court because the other right. side is fighting Appeal. it. And, and it's like five years later, it's like, who even cares now? Yep. Or it can be right. overturned, you know. No, but- I agree with you, but I'm saying that, mo- that most people don't understand that. The people the people who tend to go, by golly, we're going to sue, they they honestly believe that that is how, that is how justice prevails, right. is you go to the courts and they will make things fair. Right. And I think that it takes a particular kind of person to see through that, to understand what's going on in the justice system. It takes a, a particular kind of person, a gifted person, gifted by God, to recognize what needs to be fixed, like when actual injustice is taking place, and they kind of have been given this calling to fix it. Um, but I think also those same people who've been gifted in that area just have to accept that people are always going to disagree. People who have no authority, have terrible opinions, have no business trying to get involved in a conversation about fairness or rightness or wrongness. They're always going to be the ones who are like, well, you got that wrong. You know, we're going right. to go find somebody else who's going to do a better job than you because your opinion is terrible. <laughs> but you're, but those people are always going to get involved because they lack discernment. Right. So, so you're saying that the, <laughs> yes. the one thing you're saying that they should have is the thing that they don't have, and that's the reason they continue to get involved in the conversation. Right. Well, I'm saying as leaders, people who are actually discerning or anybody, those few people who actually do see what's going on, they literally just have to accept the fact that everywhere they go, no matter how righteous their judgments, and actually probably even the more righteous their judgments are, right. the more angry people are going to be and try to go finding other places to get a better opinion. It's just like with the medical community. They're going to go to Paul. They go to they go to uh, the hospital or the you know they go to the emergency room or the doctor's office or whatever. They get the doctor to finally see them because they've been having an argument with their in laws for weeks about what this rash is, and they <laughs> go and the doctor tells them. Not what they have been saying this whole time. And so they're feeling wrong. But they're like, I cannot tolerate this wrong feeling (laughs) for any longer. I'm going to go get a second opinion. And they'll get a third opinion and a fourth opinion until they inevitably... Until they find one that matches theirs. Find somebody who will agree with what they want to hear. I mean, you will find some judge somewhere 
who will tell you, tell you the ruling you want. I can absolutely relate to the medical thing. Yeah. Working in the ER for six years all the time. Yep. It's like, that's not the diagnosis I wanted. I want a second opinion. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Very and angry people. Yes. And they get mad at the doctor. Oh, for yeah. The... One woman had a like a bump on her wrist. And the doctor was like, that's a ganglion cyst. It's benign. It's going to be, you're going to be fine. And she just threw a fit. It's like, no, I want, you know, all this stuff done. And he's like, that. this is what it is. Sorry. But <laughs> what, we, what we have is we have people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not more serious. <laughs> we, we have people who constantly need a mediator, an external mediator right. for all conflict because they can't within them, their own selves solve anything. Right. They can't let go. They can't. Right. But I no think, Holy Spirit to guide. I actually think that's natural, though. Like I was saying earlier, my definition of a child, which all of us have been and must be for a time at least. My definition of child or immature person is a person who's unable to regulate themselves, a person who needs an external authority to tell them, do this, do not do that. And all of us are... No smoking in the house. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes we need somebody to tell us that. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, all of us do have authorities that we're supposed to submit to. Like everybody is under authority and you have to be willing to give up your quote, rights, you know, to a certain extent. But the people who do it the worst and the people who hate authority the most are inevitably the ones who need it the most because children are the worst for trying to get their way all the time. Like they have no concept of a family trying to work together toward a shared goal. It's always just their own personal selfish goals. Right. They have no, like, even exert their, their will, even to their own peril. They could be. They could be bickering with each other. I want to drink this paint. Oh, no. I was going to say, uh, go ahead and slide down the bas- the stairs in some baskets. <laughs> yes. Has Luke seen that? Yes. <laughs> I heard, Carl, here's what I heard. I'm putting away my laundry. And the kids had put away theirs. So there were these baskets that were empty now, and we're at the top of the stairs. So, mm-hmm. you know, it would be a great idea probably is to ride them down the down stairs. The stairs. And apparently, I didn't see this part, but apparently Emery went first. <laughs> and about died. And about died. And yeah. Colin tried it and thought it was great, great fun. And so then, because Emery was freaking out, Colin put some pillows at the bottom of the stairs to yeah. make things a lot safer. Because it, she was like, would. no, no, no. What a em- gentleman. I hear yeah. Emery screaming, God, no, no, Silas, no. It almost killed me. So that's when I... <laughs> That's when I perked up. You didn't know what was going on yet, but no. you heard, almost killed me. They shout all the time, but like there was obviously this very loud disagreement. And so then I hear her, don't, I almost, I almost died. You're going <laughs> to die. And so I come around the corner and I hear, no, Emery, Emery, stop. You're going to ruin it. This is Colin. That's Colin. Because he knew that if Emery kept yelling, eventually it was going to attract the attention of mom. Right. So he's desperately trying to shush her because right. she's going to ruin it. I come around the corner it. and Silas, who's five, is sitting in the basket at the top of the stairs. Poised. And I, I mean, it takes two seconds to figure out what's going on. There's a pile of pillows at the, at bottom, the bottom of the stairs. stairs. Yeah. And he looks up at me with this big grin on his face. And I was like, what are you doing? No, no. Like, you can't do that. And as soon as I said you can't, he goes, why? And bursts into tears. Just devastated because I, in fact, fair question. ruined it. It's a fair question. The stairs are carpeted, and there's a big bunch of pillows at the bottom. 
There's no what landing. Possibly there's happen. like a foot, and then there's a wall. Yeah, right. it goes it's not right like into you a get wall. To keep skidding. No, yep. I see it, but there's pillows there. Also, it's not like there's a, a blanket or some kind of like cardboard strip on the stairs themselves. Like what will happen is he'll go forward, the front of the basket will catch on the second or third step, and then he'll tumble, <laughs> tumble. the rest of the way. That's you. You and your physics. Uh, Keep your physics and math. I'm like, yes, this is probably the most childish thing that I could be witnessing right now. There are these humans that are making decisions. That are mad at you for stopping them from breaking their necks. They, they have a voice apparently in their head saying, this is dangerous. And their solution to that is pillows and a blanket at the bottom of the steps right like, and be quiet and, and be don't quiet. let mom know <laughs> and try to hide because there's no way mom's gonna let this go try to hide from the one who's been taxed with the responsibility of keeping us alive right like, that's what we should do right hide but i think i think to luke's point i i agree that people's that's where that's where pride comes in and people have a uh they they can't let go of their opinion because because that would be because that's like letting go of a part of themselves they have actually they they are now intertwined with their opinions right and so to let that opinion go would be like chopping off a limb yep especially if the person with the opinion that you should have is someone you don't really like right if you if you've accused them of being arrogant or know-it-all and then now, now you find yourself agreeing with them. Right. Oh, that's just, it's, well, but kids, you can't tolerate it. Kids do that too. I've described this before where you're trying to work on lesson, you know, like a reading lesson with a kid and they're mad, like for no other reason than they just don't like the situation. It's not even you that they dislike. I mean, there are times where you get along great with your kids, but like just being there, having to do homework is completely insulting to everything that they hold dear in that moment. Right. And so I will like say to one of the children, here's the word. It's right here in front of you. I'm pointing at it on the page. Read this word. Just say it. And then I'll say, it starts with an S. You know, it has the I-G-H in night. It says I. <laughs> there, it's got a T at the end. Okay, <laughs> so I. And they're still going, they know the like, word. Okay, now it's official. I know for sure, and you know for sure, this word. And you just need to say it. And they refuse. Why? No. Not because they disagree. Not even because they disrespect not my opinion. Not because they're ignorant of it. <laughs> it's not because the, like, the two of us generally get don't get along. It's just because pride can manifest itself in a lot of different ways for no reason. And if you never had adults in your life who were willing to hold you accountable for that pride from day one, then it just gets worse. Like you become an adult and you're used to having people blow sunshine up your skirt and tell you they respect your opinion because they think it's a faster way to get you to read your homework. Like they think it's faster, a faster way to get you to eat your vegetables. If they just say, look, I respect your opinion that green beans are gross. No, I don't respect that opinion. It does work on people when you tell them you respect their opinion. Okay, well, that's nice. I don't respect your opinion. You're wrong. These green beans are delicious. I ate all mine because they're delicious and you are just being stubborn. I do understand some people have different tastes, but in many cases, what we have is pride and that's what you're describing, I think. I disagree with your opinion that light can be blown. 
<laughs> Sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know how you would do that. But do you respect my opinion, though? You respect that opinion? <laughs> no. See, no. good for you. That's it. It's okay because I used you as an example this week, too. I used tea being disgusting. Shock. And I said, I respect my husband. I just don't respect the opinion that of his taste buds tea on anything is gross. <laughs> I mean, that tea is good. Sorry, I do not respect the opinion that it's good, mm-hmm. and and that's okay. Why? Because you and I respect each other's opinions that uh, we can disagree about tea. Like we don't have to have all of the same, you know, tastes in our beverage choices. And so right. helping people identify the difference, but like what opinion is even on the table right here? Well, but see, that's it. We, and you might've been out of the room when Luke and I were talking about that, but the, the, the degree of when you, when you disagree about things that everybody considers non, not important, like whether or not tea is delicious or right. whether or not green beans are delicious, everyone can kind of acknowledge, yeah, your opinion and my opinion can be different and we can cohabitate. But when you talk about like saying the Pledge of Allegiance, for example, or saluting the flag or standing when the Star-Spangled Banner is sung and things like that, now people do have the, they, they do tend to get a little more, uh, emphatic that their opinion is correct, yeah. and you should not, uh, you should not differ with them. I th- I actually think the smaller issues are complicating things, though. I think it's making it a little bit worse because when you choose not to fight over tea, as we have chosen not to fight over that, mm-hmm. um, people think what they're doing is that they're respecting each other's opinions. Like I said, we're right. still continuing to use the phrase wrong. Right. And so then they're like, well, why can't you just apply the same, the same scenario to, tea. to, to well, the to national the anthem or, yeah. to, or to and it's uh, like, whether, or not, whether or not you should take kids to see drag shows. Right. And, right. Right. And this is why I strongly recommend finding little areas of authority to take over your kids. Like actually pick, pick, pick battles that you're going to fight that are smaller battles on purpose, like just to test, just to get them used to, just to get them used to abandoning their yeah. opinions. Practice, practice disagreeing. Practice letting them know I disagree with that, but I still love you as a person. Right. You know? And I, I think back to Cammy being like four years old. Not that we had this conversation like we're having it now, but she somehow picked up on the idea that it was okay for her to have a very strong opinion about the color green. And she dumb. was telling me it was dumb. She hated the color green. And I laughed. But she kept, like, the more I laughed, the more she doubled down on it. And I, I tried very hard to convince her that green was very delightful. I said, it's grass and, like, spring and... Oh, trees! I told her, if you're stuck at a stoplight and you want to go, you really want to go to grandma's house, what color does that light have to change before <laughs> you're able to go across the street to grandma's house? And she knew. And she got a little, you know, smile in the corner <laughs> of her lips. But she wouldn't say it. She, she didn't even answer dumb. my question. She just said, green's still dumb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was, that was delightful. It was a very edifying conversation for both of us because she learned throughout, without me even having to say it, she learned that um, it's okay to have different opinions about things because the shared family opinion is that some things are not necessary to, you know, fight over or to break fellowship over. Right. Well, we don't, now you're in a different 
subject, but we, there's there's nothing that we would break fellowship over for differing opinions in family. Right, right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you have to help people understand what opinion is on the table. Are we talking about the color green? Are we talking about flavors of ice cream? Are we talking about tea? Are we talking about the Pledge of Allegiance? Are we talking about the Bible, whether it's true or not? Right. Are we, Are we talking, talking about, about the Pauline epistles and whether right. we should chuck out everything that wasn't written in red letters? Like, you know, whatever. What is the opinion? I say yes. <laughs> <laughs> when we isolate the opinion itself, it becomes easier to understand why you have said in a blanket statement, and I have said too, there are no opinions that I respect that I do not also share. Right. Because I know exactly what I mean by opinion. I know exactly which opinions I'm talking about. And that's not the same as not respecting the person who holds these opinions that I don't share. Correct. Yeah. Does Correct. that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. Clear as mud. So we had to spend 45 minutes <laughs> unpacking that one statement. And the reason I made that statement, and when I was so happy with it the first time I made it, it's like, oh, this is such an eloquent, succinct way to express a truth. <laughs> it I love is. it so much. It is. And I think that's why it irritates people because they can't argue with it, but it they also do. It should be on your do. merch. It should be on my merch, but but it does always it does always annoy people, and I think that's that that's true. Of it, only the truth is really offensive, and when you say a true thing and you say it so simply and so succinctly that that nobody can misunderstand it, that's when they yes the the comedian next fire. door only the best opinions. There you go. <laughs> only no no. Only the most respectable opinions. <laughs> Only the most respectable opinions. <laughs> and if you disagree with me... <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I started into that statement and realized, oh, I don't know how to finish Uh-oh. this. You're about to confirm everything they suspect everything about your they, arrogance. Everything they think about me is true. I am I'm arrogant. Hey, come to Vicky with Comics Call. <laughs>for visiting the comedian's house if you want to spend more time with our family you can follow john branion on youtube and facebook also email next door at johnbranion.com with your comments and questions we'll see you next time